you're working, going to school part-time to get your MBA, and you start to think, maybe I'd prefer accounting to advertising, or I would rather move up to management, or as with a student we interviewed, your field is plateauing and you're open to new ideas. I'm Diana Jordan with MBA Podcaster, and we are exploring the opportunities and changing career tracks while getting your MBA. Our student is just about to graduate from Fisher College of Business at Ohio State University. The biggest obstacle that I faced was to find out exactly what I really wanted to do. I knew I wanted to modify my career a little bit, but to actually find out what you're really interested in is one of the hardest things I've ever done. This is MBA Podcaster. Stay tuned to the rest of the program after a brief word from our sponsor. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the MBA Tour. This year, the MBA Tour is organizing events in over 20 countries where admission directors from prestigious business schools and talented MBA applicants meet. This is your chance to meet face-to-face with admission directors from schools including Berkeley Haas, Cornell, Duke Fuqua, ESADA, HEC Paris, Ivy, Michigan, Yale, Schulich, and many others. This year, the MBA Tour will host conferences in cities throughout the USA, Asia, Latin America, Canada, and Europe. For a complete list of participating business schools, conference schedule, and to register to attend, visit TheMBATour.com. Jeff Rice is the Executive Director of the Office of Career Services, Fisher College of Business at Ohio State. At the end of the day, if you lined up 10 MBAs from any business school in the country and you asked them what was the number one reason you went to get an MBA, 9 out of 10 will say to get a different job. And so we invest a lot in this process. Stella Ringer is the college and association relations manager with Coca-Cola. We're really trying to get data when we interview candidates really around their work experience and if their skill set will match what we're looking for. And Alan Resnick is professor of marketing at the School of Business Administration at Portland State University. It's important to go into something like this with your eyes open. So we will have a real-life example and information and commentary from two business colleges and an international company. Let's begin with our student, Srikanth Yelapragata, at the Fisher College of Business at Ohio State University, who had his eyes open. Sri was with a software company as a developer, shifted to client services, and while pursuing his MBA, was open to new opportunities within his field. The biggest obstacle that I faced was to find out exactly what I really wanted to do. I knew I wanted to modify my career a little bit, but to actually find out what you're really interested in is one of the hardest things I've ever done. When I got in, it was I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but as I started taking more and more classes, After about, I think, six to eight months, I started learning so much. And your mind automatically opens up into all these different venues that you say, you know what, I could be good at this. Maybe I should give this a shot. So the first year was a, a time of confusion. At the same time, it was a great period of learning where I was picking up all these skills. And it started solidifying toward the second year where I thought, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. This research may sound familiar to you. Many part-time MBA students find new passions as they study, but without time off for a summer internship or a part-time job in a new field, they don't know how to transition. With a lot of hard work ahead and your career path at stake, Alan Resnick at Portland State University suggests you do a great deal of self-exploration. I try to get at the underlying reason why they want to switch jobs. And 
some of it has to do with just wanting to expand themselves intellectually. So they, they uh, want to go for the MBA, not necessarily to get a different job, but just to be able to expand their horizons. When you are thinking of changing career paths, there are certain factors to keep in mind. As Resnick points out to students, watch out for the initial hits to your paycheck. And yet there are mitigating factors. Well, I want them to understand that their highest value currently is in their current position. So let's say, for example, they're in sales. If they're going to switch to a completely different career from sales, they're probably going to diminish their income initially. That doesn't mean to say they can't get to a higher level at some point in time, but initially they're certainly going to take a hit in pay. Now, that may not be their only motivation. There may be other reasons. Perhaps they travel all the time and they want uh, a different kind of job so they can spend more time with their families. Uh, Or perhaps they just want something more personally rewarding, psychically rewarding rather than uh, monetarily rewarding. Sri's personal experience as a part-time MBA student is quite instructive. You started off in software. Did you remain with that career or did you change into something else? I was in software all along for a company that designs or produces software in the retail realm and the grocery realm. So I was dealing with a lot of the financial side of things for any application in retail. And I had this interest in me to find out more about the financial side of things. So somewhere towards the end of my first year, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try finance. I'm going to look more into that. So as my second year started, I knew, wow, finance is what I want to do because I had a little bit of a background. It wasn't much. It was more in the technical arena. But I wanted to be something in finance, and I was hoping to use the first few months of my second year to find out what exactly in finance I wanted to do. So my biggest drawback there was that I didn't have the hardcore finance experience as some of the people in class had in my finance classes. I mean, people in class were bond traders. They were investment bankers. These people started their careers in finance, and I'm trying to blend into them, and I barely know anything at all about finance. So I had to pick up skills a lot, which I guess leads to eventuality where now I've already secured a position with a huge software company to work with financial applications. So my current spot is a perfect blend of the technology side of things, that I know, and now I can use my financial skill sets, blend them together, and now I'm a senior consultant at uh, Oracle in enterprise management where we do a lot of financial applications. That's a fabulous story. Absolutely. This is where Career Services helped me a lot because I was getting very disheartened since a lot of financial companies who were looking for financial analysts and similar positions, they were choosing people with hardcore finance experience as first pick. So I was left with all the jobs that they didn't want, and that's not how I wanted to use two years of an MBA effort to put into a job that somebody else did not want. So I I think that led to some very good discussions with uh, career services, which kind of helped me get me back on track and say, hey, you know what, this is what you're good at, this is what you want to do, so this is the path you need to look forward to. So you relied quite heavily on your college's recruitment services. Absolutely. They were uh, very helpful in trying to help me focus uh, what I'm good at, because the thing with an MBA is you pick up so many skills that you need somebody to help you keep all these 
intact and try to arrange them, so to say, in different shells in your mind and make sure you know what you're trying to do because it can be equally damaging to want to do everything, which is highly likely. Some schools focus on maintaining a strong connection with alumni and recruiters, on on-campus recruiting, and on boosting the students' appeal by building a marketing plan, for example, on brand management and then applying to a corporation like Coca-Cola. So how tough is it to break into a company like Coke? Stella Ringer is the college and association relations manager with Coca-Cola. What do you recommend, Stella, to a part-time student who wants to make a move into your industry or work at your company? I know it's more difficult for them to get an internship, but if there's a way to do any cross-functional work, so for example, if a person is in finance and they're getting their executive MBA or part-time MBA in marketing, then is there a way for them them to do some cross-functional work at their current company in the marketing department? That happens to us you know, a lot here at Coke as far as people wanting to change their career. We had a person who um, was in finance, but they did their internship at a consumer packaged goods company. And based on that internship experience and the performance or or how well they did during that internship, we hired them here at Coke within our marketing division. Jeff Rice is the executive director of the Office of Career Services, Fisher College of Business at Ohio State, where Yella Vergata is a student. Rice says there is a trend on many campuses toward personal consultations. Students take a serious look at career advancement, their aspirations, and develop marketing plans around this information. And two more tools are available. An online career assessment test is the first. Career Leader was developed in the past decade by two exceptional gentlemen out of out of Harvard, Tim Butler, who directs the MBA career development program at Harvard, and a colleague of his, Dr. Jim Waldrop. Jim and, and Tim designed a, a career assessment tool that is specifically designed for MBA students. It helps assess interest, values, abilities. It helps to integrate those results into specific career path choices. It looks at the entrepreneurial attributes of the person who's completing this assessment. I think any job that you go into, there's some entrepreneurial nature to it. I think they're right on target with that attribute. They look at key elements of corporate culture that would be of interest to a student because at the end of the day, if if, uh, someone has all the competencies and abilities and and attributes in the world to go into a job, if they don't jump out of bed every morning to do it and don't want to go to work because of the people or the culture, it's it's not going to be a good career. And then it also finally assesses what they call the Achilles heels, which I call the gaps in a student's background, and how they ought to take the next two years of an MBA experience and do their best to fill those gaps through internships, practical experiences, selection of courses. So we leverage Dr. Butler and and Dr. Waldrop's career leader, and it's an online assessment that's fairly easy to take. Secondly, we look at their future aspirations. We then help them really create what is known as a brand statement. It's the brand called you and um, how you're going to position that brand uh, within certain key target companies. Let's check in with Alan Resnick at PSU. What kind of fields are most open to career changes? Switching from a different field to advertising, let's say, wouldn't gain you much. So you'd have to be prepared to take a significant cut in pay and sort of start out at the ground level. Because, say, coming in at an executive level or a high level in management and advertising would be unlikely if you haven't been an account executive or a creative director or or had some other um, high-level position in advertising. Investment banking, I think, is a little different. I think investment bankers look for someone with potential more than they are with experience. They'd rather train them themselves. So switching into investment banking may be easier than switching into, say, retailing or 
or advertising or a profession like that. Uh, you know, where are the opportunities today? Uh, well, obviously, probably the major one is in accounting. Uh, that uh, with uh, Sarbanes-Oxley, there's just a huge demand for accountants. So that would be one. Uh, and and it, it changes. I mean, obviously, in, in uh, energy in the energy fields, there are a lot of opportunities today. It, it changes fairly rapidly. So in other words, someone going into a program now and taking, let's say, going part-time for three and a half or four years, may find a different environment out there uh, when they're finished with their degree. How does one deal with that kind of possibility of change? It has to come, again, from some underlying motivation that they know there's something better out there and perhaps they're not particularly satisfied with the position that they have now, that they find uh, the current position not rewarding enough in, in either uh, monetarily or psychically in some way. And they want to they want to move to a different spot, so they have to have they have to be optimistic people that there's going to be something out there which is going to be better than what they have. Now at Coca Cola, what is the pay scale like there? As far as MBA grads, we're we're pretty consistent based on the function whether you know whether they got a traditional MBA or whether it's an executive MBA or you know they received it via part time. So the pay scale is no different because we're going to look at um, their experience and we're going to look at previous internships and previous work experience. So just kind of an average uh, from an MBA standpoint, and, and this is usually market as well, if it's a marketing person, the range may be anywhere from 80000 to 90000 as a base salary. And then usually there is a sign-on bonus in addition to that. Alan Resnick, is there anything else that you would like to mention about this subject? It's important to go into something like this with your eyes open, that there are no guarantees. Don't look at the averages and say, well, the average MBA is, uh, receives this level of remuneration. Uh, therefore, uh, if I get an MBA and I'm making this much now, therefore I'm going to make a lot more money if I get my MBA. That may not necessarily be the case. I mean, there's always a, I think there's a higher reward for experience in many cases than, than there is for a degree. So there has to be other underlying motivations. Uh, the other thing that I'd keep my eyes open about is the fact that this is tough to do. I mean, having done it myself, I know that you finish with a job, you're working hard all day, and now you have to not just attend class, but there's a considerable amount of uh, homework to do with, with with each class. The rule of thumb is that for every hour of class, there's at least two to three hours of uh, outside work that has to be done. Now, I'm not trying to discourage people. Again, they just have to recognize that this has a significant impact on their families. It's tough on everybody you know, as they're going through these programs. For me personally, and I, I know for many other people, it's been highly rewarding that, that it has accomplished what they wanted, and they have been able to, uh, to, to either get better jobs uh, in the fields that, they've, uh, that they're in now or, uh, or switch careers to something that's more satisfying for them. What do you most hope applicants pay attention to as they're getting prepared for the big world and getting out to perhaps applying to Coca-Cola or, or companies similar to yours? Our hope is whoever applies for positions here at the company that they have passion for marketing, if it's depending on whatever function they're in, if it's finance, a passion for finance, a passion for marketing, and we feel if they have that passion that, you know, they're going to perform well here anyway. So we really just try to really focus to ensure that we're the right fit for them and they're the right fit for us. 
That makes a lot of sense. Now, let me pursue that a little bit more briefly, and that is that when, for example, if an MBA, particularly part-time candidate, comes to you and says, you know, I really had this passion for finance, and I realize that what I really love is marketing or advertising or something like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be taken in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. What do you do with that? Well, what we and what we usually encourage people to do, uh, well, and we we're up front with folks as well around. We usually hire you for your expertise. So, if you're a finance person and you're truly interested in marketing, and you haven't, you know, maybe had the opportunity to have an internship or do any cross-functional work in marketing, then we're going to tell you that we're going to hire you for your expertise. Now, once you get here and you're in the finance group. Based on your performance, you're able to kind of move in different areas. So it would be the candidate's decision, basically, to come in and work within a finance capacity. And then if they perform well, as I mentioned, and they're interested in marketing, then that's when you start networking and talking with some of our marketing managers as well as their current manager around how can I transition to that department. Let's wrap this show up with a last look by Sri Yelabhargada, a part-time MBA student who has successfully found career advancement, landing the perfect job for him before he even graduated. What advice do you have? That was something that I wish somebody told me when I first started my MBA. I had to learn the hard way. The advice that I have is to start an MBA with an open mind. Spend your first two or three quarters or a couple of semesters to actually start picking up skills. The idea behind an MBA is to increase your toolkit. Make sure you come out with a set of tools. And your initial time is where you pick those up because you realize what you're not good at, what you need to pick up. And to have an open mind is, is probably the best way to start off. And the second thing is that the people in class are just as hardworking and will be successful in the future. So you want to build a good reputation with whoever's in class. So once you get started, I would say... Start talking to people, try to build relationships early on because those are the relationships that will stay. The third thing I'd say, I think, is to, especially in the part-time program, when there's so much going on in your life, it's high speed. You're putting pedal to the metal. It's very important to have a schedule. Know early on what you're getting into. Let your family know. It's very important because they're the ones who will probably pay the emotional price because they're not going to see you very often. Let them know. Be open about it. Communicate. Say, no, this is what my schedule is going to look like. So it's important to create a schedule that plans every hour of the day. And it's very important that your family knows that or there's just ample area for miscommunication. So the scheduling is exceptionally important. And I guess the final thing is make a list of things that interest you before you start your MBA. It can be a huge list. Anything. Keep a notebook with you, a little notepad in your pocket. When you talk to somebody or you're watching TV, say, you know what, that might interest me. Write it down. And after about a year, you start crossing things off and you start narrowing that down to what you really want to do. And that's when you take that list to career services and say, you know what, this is what I'm interested in. You guys are a wealth of knowledge. How can you help me? And a lot of people have this misnomer that MBAs make a lot of money. When money is a factor in your job decision-making or is a top three priority, chances are you're going to end up with a job that you're not going to be happy at if money is your only driving force. So ask yourself a question when you're looking at a job saying, you know, if I were to take money out of this equation, am I still going to like the job? And to say yes to that question without money in that equation is 
the most important thing. You have mentioned some really good points about uh, having an open mind, building a support team, scheduling your life, and having your priorities in the right place. Would that be accurate? That is exactly right. Is there anything else you want to add to our discussion to help um, other students like you make a, a successful path as they move for their MBA? Oh, great, Diana. This is something that I've always wanted to say to other people to help them out. Is There are two sayings that I've kept with me through the entire program, and this is something that summarizes the effort that you need to put in when you're trying to balance a full-time career, family, and a school life, and your personal life. There's a lot of factors, and that is to keep in mind that everything is possible and that the impossible just takes a little longer. And the second thing is my recipe for success in, in a part-time program when doing MBA is fourfold. It's to study while others sleep, is to work while others are idle, is to prepare while others play, and to dream while others are still wishing. Support for MBA Podcaster comes from the MBA Tour. This year, the MBA Tour is organizing events in over 20 countries where admission directors from prestigious business schools and talented MBA applicants meet. This is your chance to meet face-to-face with admission directors from schools including Berkeley Haas, Cornell, Duke Fuqua, Asada, HEC Paris, Ivy, Michigan, Yale, Schulich, and many others. This year, the MBA Tour will host conferences in cities throughout the USA, Asia, Latin America, Canada, and Europe. For a complete list of participating business schools, conference schedule, and to register to attend, visit thembatour.com. For more information, a transcript of this show, or to register for your bi-weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. Look for us on Twitter and Facebook to get the latest news and insight in the world of business school, and join us on our forum, hosted by Beat the GMAT, to discuss the show and ask questions from our guests www.beatthegmat.com slash MBA Podcaster. This is MBA Podcaster. I'm Diana Jordan. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time when we explore another topic of interest in your quest for an MBA. Program, and this is something that summarizes the effort that you need to put in when you're trying to balance a full-time career, family, and a school life, and your personal life. There's a lot of factors, and that is to keep in mind that everything is possible and that the impossible just takes a little longer. And the second thing is my recipe for success in, in a part-time program when doing MBA is fourfold. It's to study while others sleep, is to work while others are idle, is to prepare while others play, and to dream while others are still wishing. For more information, advice, and to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. I'm Diana Jordan with MBA Podcaster. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time when we explore whether an MBA is necessary to advance your career.